Welcome to Millennial Sex, True Stories Podcast. I'm your host, the Professor Double X, and I'm in the bedroom tonight with a brand new guest. She is an interesting guest. Um, Her name is Jessie Bell. She is um, an escort, self-described as lesbian and queer. Uh, But she is a high-paid, vanilla, uh, girlfriend experience escort for guys in New York City. And she's joining me in just a moment. We will be talking about uh, a myriad of topics, everything from, well, pretty much um, her life as a sex worker and her experiences. Uh, She also talks quite a bit about her experience being queer and um, just the female-oriented side of of sex works and the financial side of it um, as well. So there's a lot of talk about this during our this particular podcast. But um, yeah, this podcast is about an hour, so um, it was just too long with the number of stories. So in a couple of days, I'm going to drop some of the stories, the sex stories. So this particular podcast is just an interview with Jesse where basically for an hour she talks about um, many various aspects of her her life as a sex worker and her opinions and assertions that surround the topic. So I hope you enjoy this insider view into the niche life of a sex worker. Welcome to Millennial Sex, True Stories Podcast. I'm your host, the Professor Double X. And I'm in the bedroom tonight with a brand new guest. Um, welcome, guest. Thank you. Do you want to introduce yourself? Um, yeah, I'm Jesse Bell, and yeah, and I'm really excited to be here. Yay! Well, we're excited. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming. Yeah, of so, um, so I haven't posted in a while because I haven't had a very good guest. So I've been like eagerly anticipating. I feel like really excited your that, arrival. Yeah, I, know, I feel yeah. really excited that it's been like a long period and now we have it. So our guest is an interesting guest for Millennial Sex because she um, described herself as lesbian escort. So I'm really interested to know um, what that's all about and yeah. um, what a lesbian escort <laughs> means and and does. Yeah. Can you tell us? Yeah, I feel like starting off, I feel like I was thinking about, as we've kind of been talking about this for the past few months and emailing back and forth, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not, I, I feel like my identity fits in between queer and lesbian, um, which adds like a whole nother layer of it. Sometimes I identify as a lesbian because I have relationships with women, but then I also have relationships too with like trans and non-binary people, and also kind of my gender too is like on the spectrum, so... So yeah, queer or lesbian is okay, okay and is applicable, but it's still definitely, um, definitely 100% I'm not attracted to cis men, so, and I haven't had really a relationship with a cis man in a while and don't plan on it for the rest of my life outside of work, so, um, yeah, it's been an interesting experience and I've been doing, I've worked in the sex industry since I was 18. Mm-hmm. Um, How old are you now? 25. Okay. Yeah. And Seven so... Seven years. Yeah, seven, which is really weird because I'm approaching a decade of working in the sex industry. and um, It's definitely taken on its own forms in different ways. Like, when I was in college, it looked a lot different than how it looks now in New York City. How, what, like, so, eight, when you were 18, how did you start off? 
Um, when I was 18, I was doing camming, and that was like... I feel like camming was really pop... I think camming is still really popular, but for some reason I feel like camming seven years ago, or like right after, maybe like in the 2000s, camming was really big. Um, mm -hmm. So I was doing webcamming, and it worked really well for being in college, and really not wanting to go out and get like a job a job somewhere else and it was really nice because I could pay my bills or like um supplement the money I needed and just work from home and then I could do um my school work too when I wasn't camming so that was my first introduction to the sex industry did you like use like one of those sites like chatterbait or were you kind of like independent like I was doing, I was on a site called naked.com, uh -huh. and I had a friend from high school who was my best friend's sister, and she ran off and jumped into the porn industry, so then, and then she started dating a guy who was a, who worked for naked.com, which was like a website, mm -hmm. and I was just like, sweet, I can just grab my laptop and sit on my bed, and pretend that I'm masturbating or masturbate or really it was just a lot of talking to guys and I feel like that was like my first introduction of like how do you sit on a camera and like look really pretty and like not really weird and how do you talk to men and how do you like deal with these things because you had never really been with men before. no I had at that point I was still identifying as straight and so wow. I only came out um like a little over like three years ago like three to four years ago when I went to college I was like starting to realize I loved women way more than men okay yeah and then it kind of transitioned more into like a queer queer world mm -hmm. yeah okay so um so yeah so that so was when you're camming like like how much money in college um camming from home like how many hours at a time would you be camming um I it, it fluctuated and I think the thing I liked was that I could just go anywhere and do it um when I was paying more bills at first it was like here's some extra cash my parents are still supporting me mm -hmm. and then it turned into like okay I have to pay some bills um and I would try to there was a point where I was trying to go on and my goal would be to make a hundred dollars which now seems so little but how long would that take it I would like not leave until I made a hundred and I would say it was anywhere from 30 minutes to four hours and I would make a hundred dollars okay. and for being like Anywhere from 18 to 22, that was the years I was camming, that felt really good. So they would, like, tip you, like, yeah. when they're hanging out, and they just keep adding money? Yeah, and you would do shows, and then um, I started making a lot more money. I When I came out, I shaved my head, mm -hmm. and I was actually shaving my head on webcam, mm -hmm. and guys were, I one night I made, like, $800 just shaving my head on the web, webcam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like they were naked. I think I was naked, but it wasn't even anything erotic. And then right. I said I would do a show afterwards and masturbate, and then everyone paid me, and I just logged off and right. <laughs> went back to my normal life. So yeah, so I was doing that. Was I started making a little more money, and like around that time, I was like experimenting with like seeking arrangements, which I feel like is a lot of people's like gateway into full service work, um, and was like doing a little sugaring, but yeah. Hmm. What did you think of the site seeking? Seeking arrangements? Mm -hmm. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's very, like, the basic sugar baby structure. I thought, and I still have friends that are doing it now, um, and I feel like it was, it was just, like, it feels like it was exactly what I'm doing now, but, like, no, I think on the end of the sugar baby and, like, the sugar daddy, quote-unquote, 
that no one wanted to admit what they were doing because they felt ashamed of like the act of either escorting or prostitution and they thought that was bad. So I even have friends now that are doing it, trying to do it, and like it's like you end up just getting haggled more. Um, the rates are way lower, and they like want you to be their full time girlfriend for like two thousand a month, which is like at this point not able to pay my medical education and rent. Right. And you know, there it was just like they had really high expectations for really low payment, yeah. and I feel like it's just a bunch of guys who like don't want to admit that they want to hire an escort or a sex worker. Like, they, any type of sex worker, and, yeah. And I feel like a lot of the girls that I know on it now who are my friends, they do it because they, they don't want to fully, you know, like, say that they're an escort or doing sex work. Right. Because there's so much shame Yeah, I think I, that site, like, really disgusts me. Have you ever been on it? Yeah. And yeah. I, I find it really disgusting because I feel like it is just, like, basic prostitution, but... But it's, like, all in the, in the guy's pot. Like, it takes all the power and gives it to the guy. Let's yeah. It's like, will you just be my girlfriend and do everything? And, like, I'll give you the minimum, minimum for you to get by on, like, a very, very low-quality life. And, yeah, There's they're, no... like, the ultimate time wasters, honestly, on seeking arrangements. Like, they, mm -hmm. they take up so much time. And a lot of it's just fueled that they don't want to admit that they want to hire a sex worker because they have shame around it, I think. And they also, like, have no game, and, like, they <laughs> they want, like, a girlfriend, sort of. Yeah. They want all access. They do, yeah. I think like that, nothing. like, the emotional demands are really high of it. So I, like, kind of did that, and then was, like, like, the reason I want to be a sex worker now is because I really value my time, and I really value, like, I want to be able to make the most an hour I can, and it's just, like, I feel like it was just wasting my time, and I could have made more just being a server. So there's yeah. no point in doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, okay, so you were on SA for a while, and then you were like, okay, yeah. well, may as well. Yeah, and then her. there was, like, there was, there was times where I wasn't doing it, like, a few months, and there was times I was doing it. Were you in school um, this whole time? I was mostly in school. I was in and out of school, and then, um, I feel like at that time I was, like, getting closer to graduation of undergrad, and then I went and pursued an internship in Germany which was really great like an art internship and I actually ended up working with all these sex workers who were really great and that was my first time um even though like I had been a sex worker for the last five years and was like in queer communities but I never had that word sex worker or like that frame of like me existing in this social dynamic with people and what that means or what it means for the community mm -hmm. so how did you make the the leap then so you were in Berlin I was in okay. Germany, okay. I was working at an exhibition, it was really lovely, um, and I kind of, like, got, all of a sudden it's like I, a bunch of things clicked in my head over what I was doing the last five years, and, like, the way I was engaging in sex work, but I didn't have any language about it, and, like, I didn't really interact with too many other sex workers or a sex worker community at large. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then I worked for sex workers, and I kind of saw this middle ground between being queer, being a sex worker, art and theory and gender theory and politics and it kind of just like all came together of like theory about like like what like what my labor means with my gender and sexuality with and like seeing people who are queer doing it too was really important and it's like I don't know just like that it was like really it just like kind of put together all of these things I was thinking and just like put them together and made me feel like for the first time like I understood my like the space I was navigating with mm -hmm. it. So then I think I felt safer going more into 
full service work. And so then after that, I went into full, like I went, I needed money. So I'm like done with college and I have student loans. Um, I didn't have, I don't have any support for my family. And so it was like, I definitely needed money. Um, yeah. So then I ended up, one of my friends who was the, who worked in the porn industry and like got, ended up getting me into camming when I was 18, did full service work. And then she told me that she's like, I was making $15,000 a month doing it. And I'm like, shit, I need to make $15,000 a month. Just because I had all these student loans and like I really doing needed. full service. Yeah, so she that was like you know I remember her telling me like I made fifteen thousand a month and I was like holy shit like where in New York? She was working in L.A. Mm. So she was a she's a she was a porn star. Um, she was my best friend's sister, and then she was doing back page work. Mm. So the work I do now is like so different than what she was doing, and there's so many different types of full service work and like yeah. how it looks, especially like pre back pages and post back pages. Um, what does she do now that there's no back page? Well, so she doesn't, she's not a sex worker anymore. Huh. Um, she, like, ended up getting, having, like, a lot of ne- negative experiences in the porn industry. Yeah. In L.A. Yeah. And, like, which doesn't always have to happen, but I think she kind of fell into, like, a drug, spent all her money, didn't really save up, and then she was struggling with mental health, too. She's a really wonderful person and just kind of, like, pursued her own interest. Okay. Yeah, so she got out of it and um, is now in, like, a relationship with, like, a long-term partner and, yeah. Okay. Works, like, other jobs. She's, like, studying beauty now. She's actually has done my makeup for a photo shoot for escorting, so. Mm-hmm. She, like, still, like, kind of, you know, creeps in. Okay. Just curious. So, so you went for it. Yeah, so then I went for it and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I landed in New York City and was like, where I, were you um, before? Like, Germany. LA? I was living oh. in, I was in Washington State. And I was going to a, like, really weird liberal arts school in Washington State. Okay. Um, yeah, so then I landed in, in New York City. And then, like, so stereotypical, I, like, posted an ad on this website called sexyjobs.com. Which, I like, looking back, it's just like, God, I can't get any more, like, stereotypical with, like, going somewhere and getting a sex worker job. Um, and then at that point I was like, I'm still queer. I think I looked more queer at that point and had no understanding of like uh, womanly practices or like what it meant to do my nails or like makeup or hair or anything. Um, so yeah, so I posted an ad there and then I ended up getting picked up by an agency. So, um, that's all really interesting, um, Jesse. So, like, in terms of, like, your experience now, um, mm-hmm. escorting, mm-hmm. um, with, with straight guys, mm-hmm. um, in New York or whatever, mm-hmm. what's your experience like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, like, very low volume. I see, like, maybe only a few clients a month. Um, most of my clients I really like, too. Like, they're very nice guys, either, like, work in finance or... You know, I've had, like, an architect professor from Columbia recently. Um, yeah, and it's it's all, like, really nice now. It's pretty chill. What is it like having sex? Like, if you're, if you're not, if you don't like men, like, you're not attracted to men. See, I, I don't know, I, 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 it's hard for me to understand totally. Yeah. Um, no, totally. Because so I'm like, well, if you're escorting, then sometimes you might not be that attracted to the person. So, like... Everybody has yeah. their own way. Like, what is it that, um, 
Like, how do you do it? Like, there must be something that you find pleasurable about it. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing... I mean, I don't actually receive pleasure, like, at work. Um, like, I don't... I re I don't ever orgasm. Um, and if I do, I just fake orgasms. And, like, I've, like, learned how to, like, produce, like, a fanny, fantasy experience of me orgasming. Um, so, like, I wouldn't say that I receive, like, any pleasure from work. Um, which I think a lot of people don't like hearing because they want to think that, like, sex workers enjoy their job more than other people, but really it's just, like, a standard job, and I go to it, and, um, yeah. Where is I going? I had something else. I mean, it, the whole thing is, like, I see myself as an actor in this scene that I'm setting up for someone, mm. and, like, I see myself as, like, acting this person and I see myself as, like, producing an experience that someone wants and, like, reading what they want and just, like, producing that in, like, a very visual way. And I don't know, like, I sometimes I wish I could just, like, switch bodies and be in a heterosexual, um, like, woman's body and, like, a cisgender woman's body and, like, see, like, see what it feels like to be with a client that, like, I am when I am attracted to men, but I just, like, can't, I don't have that frame, so... In a sense, like, I feel like it keeps my, like, work and pleasure very separate, which is something I really like, that I can have this, like, more, like, sex with women and queers and have that very special, which is, like, the most special thing in my life, really, is, like, my intimacy with women and queers. Mm -hmm. So I don't really, like, want to mix it, too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, like, all, it's all just, like, building a fantasy of intimacy for a person and... Like, I don't do, like, I, like, don't do sex work at this point if, at all for, like, any, like, reasons of, like, sexual liberation or anything. Like, I'm purely interested in just, like, making the most I can, like, making the most money I can to support the life that I want. And, yeah. Do you make most of your money, though, from the photo shoots, then, if you're only seeing a few clients a month? Um, it goes back and forth. I mean, like, lately I've only been seeing a few clients a month because, yeah, now I'm, I'm paying my rent with my space, rented out on Pure Space for booking. So, like, I'm almost living rent-free recently. Mm -hmm. Um. But then you still need money after I rent. do, yeah, and it goes up and down, and, like, sometimes, you know, I'll have, like, a bit, like, I had this, like, really long-term arrangement with this, was only, like, the only real sugar daddy I ever had, I would say, um, that I met through escorting, and I had him for a year, and I would get, like, pretty large sums of money from him, so it was just... Like how much? There was times where I was getting, like, <laughs> it's actually funny, because we used to, like, get, he used to get, he fell in love with me, and he was really obsessed with me, he's 65, and whenever he would piss me off, I would just, like, not talk to him, and be like, I'm not gonna see you, because you're fucking pissing me off, and then you're just gonna be a check for, like, $5,000. Damn, how many times did that happen? Like a, like, a good handful of times, like, without me even working. He just felt bad that he was being, like, a dick, which he was, like, which, it was completely well-deserved money, because I had to, like, micromanage this, like, adult baby that, like, has a shit ton of money, who's a doctor, who just, like, was so difficult, was, like, the most difficult client I think I'll ever have. How did you have to micromanage him? What do you mean? He, because he felt, it was basically, like, he fell in love with me. And thought that I would, yeah, he's 65, right. and he thought that I, he was, like, alone, lonely, never had kids, has all this money, and at that point, you're like, like you might as well just spend all your fucking money. Right. So, um, yeah, so he would get upset at me, like, we were dating. He would, like, send me, like, long paragraph texts, like, someone, like, re that reminded me of me being in relationships with people and, like, fighting with people. 
And so he would get upset if I was like seeing other clients on a trip. He would get upset if he saw pictures of me with someone else on Instagram. He would just get upset about everything. And I was always having to like soothe his ego basically. Yeah, and he really, he would, like, well, send that's me... that's what it's like to date men. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, like, so clear on, like... It's not like I, like, date women and queers <laughs> because... That's funny. Men suck, but, like, men... I do think men suck, but I'm generally attracted to women and queers, so... Wow. Yeah, so it was a really wild experience. So he was... I'm, you know, it's like, it's like any business that you run, like, even... You know, even just, like, this podcast, it's just, like, each month you figure out something new and somehow make it work, and... Yeah. So, so that was for a year. Yeah, it just ended maybe. I mean, he even texted me like last week and tried to see me, and then we got in like another little contention. Yeah, but. But yeah, I think it's like. I'm like focusing my. He took a lot of just mental energy from me, so I'm focusing on like building clients, like dream clients here. And I think the cool. The, one of the reasons I wanted to work in New York was I felt like the clients would be just a lot more interesting, like easier to get along with. And so far, I've had like. You know, I have, like, musicians or, like, people who own um, record labels or photographers and architects and professors, and, like, I love that. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, really cool to hang out with, like, all of these older people who are, they're pretty, like, you know, I, I really like the intellectual clients, and I also have some, like, just chill, like, simple finance bros, and, mm -hmm. yeah. It doesn't always have to be difficult, but, so, You're, the character that you create, the fantasy, like, what is she like? Um, I would say, I mean, well, she's straight <laughs> to start off. Okay. <laughs> um, I would say girl next door would describe like a really good term for my brand. Um, it's really whatever they want. It's like being able to like read them like right when they walk in the door of like, what do they, what does this person want for me? And like, how do I create that space for them? But they probably already, you probably already talked to them on the phone or whatever or a little we right? email like I find people I find that the clients that I get generally want the same thing because I have a website that kind of explains who I am and I think that people mostly just want someone that like listens to like how their day was um that I see like very simple stuff like I'm I'm like I feel like it's pretty vanilla like pretty simple and we just talk about their day it's pretty like the sessions usually work out in about the same algorithm I would say it's like you talk about your day and like how like what their job is, you get to know them. Um, I definitely try to keep a lot of my personal life out of it, and, you know, we'll just kind of, like, fabricate stories, or we'll just, like, yeah, just, like, make up that I was, like, going for a run that morning and try to, you know, and then, like, grab my, like, Starbucks latte and just kind of, like, make this whole thing that, like, I never did. Like, really, I was, like, sitting in my boxers, like, smoking, and, you know, right. <laughs> just, like, don't really tell them that. Right. So, and I think a lot of times that, like, for any client that they don't really like want the baggage that comes along with being a human being and so you know it's like I just am very conscious about leaving at the door and so the entire time I'm just acting. It's ironic because like kind of what you're describing is just kind of like basic like dealing with men like that's just basically how I think women deal with men. Yeah. In general. Yeah I would say so yeah. It's like you can't tell them everything or else it like it works against you and yeah you know, yeah, like men, um, yeah, I think cis men generally just, like, they don't want to, they don't want, like, the, they, they act like they want the full human being, but in reality, they just want a fabricated version. Yeah. And I think that all cis men, generally speaking, do that. But I think that's pretty much what everybody does and wants. I don't think it's, I mean, 
it's just that it's more like um methodical yeah with, with men because they yeah. have power so that's basically how women have like dealt with them from the yeah. bottom end the inferior side of power for so yeah. long yeah, um, yeah. And they get to be narcissists because they have power, totally. so that kind of feeds into the whole jealousy thing and the whatever, because yeah. they, the society lets them be narcissists. Totally. Yeah, I've, like, found in either, like, um, either queer spaces, women-orientated spaces, like, I have found that people are more willing to, like, deal with the layers that come with a human being. Hmm. And, like, what it, you know... Because they're not fitting the mold, or they... Yeah, they, why, right? yeah, it's like, they, like... They want to be in community. They want to, like, have, con- like, learn about your body in a certain way. They want to, like, have consensual sex. They want to, like, treat you in the way that you want to be treated. And I don't, I just don't think men care about that. Cis men don't really care about that. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it depends on the person, but. So, okay. So, like, how much do you actually make with these guys that want, like, a vanilla girlfriend GFB experience. experience. So yeah. I'm at a thousand dollars an hour right now. So that's my rate. Wow. Um, yeah. So that's my that's my like standard rate is a thousand dollars an hour. Where do you find them? Um through like various modes of like advertising. Where? Um I don't really want to say the websites. Oh. Just because for like privacy and stuff. Okay. But um like online you can Google escorts New York City. You can Instagram it's like you can literally now just Google blonde escort new york city manhattan available now you know it's just like the internet mm. it's everywhere have you always been charging a thousand an hour yeah 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 wow i know i think i said i wasn't working that much and so there's oh. been times where i can't get clients for three to four weeks and i can't pay my rent and i can't pay my med- medical expenses because it's a thousand like if it was lower if it was yeah if i wanted to lower it but i just i can't handle a higher volume at this point yeah and like with my medical expenses and just every I mean my my finances are definitely I mean it's like anything it's like opening up any business it's like some months are really good and some months are bad some months I do have to go to the club and make extra money because I can't pay my rent so they usually spend like one hour with you a thousand bucks yeah for like an hour wow a thousand dollars an hour so you're the highest paid hoe I've met so far yeah, but with that, so like, congratulations! Thank you very much. I'm very <laughs> proud of my business. I've worked very hard to get here tirelessly. But with that too, is that I don't think people understand that like my the expenses for my business are really fucking high. What do you mean? Um, I mean the expenses for like my photo shoots, like my video, all the biz- like standard business expenses. It's like the cost to open up my actual business that um, you know like supports me financially is paying tax. Like I'm a taxpayer, so like. In order for me to pay taxes, I had to How pay... How do you report it? What do you say it is? Um, I own a company. So I own a company, and I had to pay to open up that company. I'm an accountant. I have an accountant, and I have to pay the accountant. Um, well, you write all that off. I write some stuff off, but I still pay taxes. Right. So no, I have a business, taxes. too. Yeah. It's so, a standard business format. It's amazing that you're so young to have um, these uh, revelations about gender and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I still, I feel, I still feel, like, really confused about, like, gender, like, my gender and my sexuality, and I think that escorting almost amplifies that confusion, too, because I, just because I I feel like I just go in between worlds, like, it's like, I, like, it confuses me when I, like, dress up and then, like, look in the mirror and see something that is so not me, um, that feels, like, so, 
like it has so much dissonance like when I look at myself going to work in the mirror versus like how I actually feel like I see myself and there's just a really big dissonance between what I'm seeing when I'm going to work and who I feel like and then in the queer community I think a lot of people will like maybe think that I'm more feminine than I actually really feel inside and so I don't know it's like I feel like I just like nav I feel like I'm in a very in-between world of just going back and forth from it and I think it, it's like a, it feels like I'm living a double life too like a double life and it's, I think it's just confusing yeah um I just what like I, I would think p- people who are queer are more sensitive. Um, I you know, people, because that's the thing. Yeah, like, I don't want to, like, generalize every every queer person or every, like, cis man or every, you know, human. But from my experience, I've found that there's more emotion, like, reciprocal emotional care. Mm-hmm. And I find that there's, um, even outside of women, like, with queer people and... Yeah, I just find there's more reciprocal care and I find that there's more like navigation of consent of like how do you want to see your body what feels good on your body and being I really enjoy queer sex and sex with women just because I feel like I can experiment more with roles I'm playing and like it's like I don't always have to be the receiver I can be the giver I can experience like I don't know being in different roles and modes more and it just I mean it feels more natural to me definitely yeah Um, but I feel like men are like more controlling like they just grab you and they're also more visual Right. Like, then, like, that's a big part of it, like, working, I think, is that they want, like, this very, like, algorithmic visual experience. Right. Um, it doesn't even have to really be real. It just has to look good. It, exactly. That's the thing about me being gay is that, like, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. And I think, in a sense, I don't get drawn into, like, emotions with them. And I can just kind of keep it very, like, separated as my job. And, like, I don't right. know. I, I wouldn't like to feel like what it would feel like to be attracted to a client just out of curiosity but I mean one day you probably meet someone that you have a good time with oh yeah I mean I don't think I'll ever be attracted to a cis man but (laughs) never say never I'm a completely different person than I was like at least three times in my life like four like like every 10 years or something you're like a totally different person especially like at least every 12 years 14 completely different person yeah, I just don't think it's, like, something that I want. want. <laughs> like, it's, like, I so, like, deep inside of me, like, I feel like I don't really, like, I feel, like, the whole dynamics of, like, heterosexuality, and I don't really like the, like, the roles that, like, I get into and other people play with me, and I just don't like it. Right. I just, like, it, it feels very, like, suffocating for me, and I totally get that, like, everyone has their own experience, but for me, like, a heterosexual relationship would feel just like really suffocating and like would make me probably just get really depressed like yeah I could pretend to like this person yeah I can have sex with someone and yeah I can emotionally care for someone but like I don't know I've never felt happier than when I'm in queer relationships or queer bonding cool yeah yeah I haven't been in a relationship with a guy in like a decade it's so weird yeah it's hard I'm good yeah and I feel like people who live in New York have so many things going on and are so busy and pursuing so many projects. Like, where do you even fit it in? Yeah, I mean, I personally just want, like, hard, sensual sex. Yeah. And that's what's so difficult to find. Because um, you feel like a lot of, like, 
men that you're seeing just want hard sex or like no i don't think i don't think most men are good at sex yeah and a lot of them are in relationships but like i just yeah. don't think a lot of them are really good at sex i would agree with that yeah and, from my uh, experience yeah so so if you want to be in a relationship then you work with somebody yeah but if you don't want to be in a relationship yeah you need to be good at sex yeah um and it's just hard like like i like my style is to just be like high energy but yeah. also like really sensual yeah and like i have a really good rhythm mm -hmm. so it's a lot of guys do not have rhythm no especially like white guys yeah no totally it's hard to find a guy that has rhythm he's sensual but he's still high energy and his totally small. oh my god it's really tough it really is yeah i mean i mean i sleep with a lot of men so i i would agree with that <laughs> yeah um i just, do you always use a condom oh yeah definitely mm, yeah because yeah. you're not even into them Totally, yeah. So, I had, like, a really weird experience. I've been, like, posting on my Twitter, um, like, these, like, really funny, not even funny, like, really cool, like, lesbian Pulp Fiction books, like, vintage books that I like. It's just, like, lesbian covers, and they're really funny. And I had this, I went to see a client later that week, and he was, like, browsing on my Twitter, and I think kind of picked up on my, like, gay media. And then he was, like, trying to figure out if I was gay or straight for the whole time. And then when he was fucking me really hard... He, like, could tell maybe that I was, like, checked out or something. And I probably just was checked out. And then he's, like, all of a sudden, he randomly, like, while we're having sex, he's, like, oh, that's why you like women more. You like it soft. And I was, like, that is, like, the weirdest thing to ever to fucking say to an escort you hiring. Was it true? Um, no, because I feel like I could have hard sex with, like, someone. But I just, I thought it was extremely rude. By, by soft, what I'm getting is he, it's hard and softer like um he was doing like really pornographic stuff synonyms for like personal and not personal yeah yeah like more visual i think maybe like i think he honestly just felt really insecure i think men feel really insecure by the fact that i might not like them well, yeah, they're paying for you to like them. I mean, I mean, with my persona, I definitely try to, like, play on, like, that I love men, you know? Yeah. And, like, I do go, I, like, you know, do a whole thing before I go in, and, like, you know, I, I, and, like, it usually works, but. A thousand an hour, that's fucking impressive. What? That's fucking impressive. What? A thousand an hour. <laughs> You're so stuck on it. I'm like, damn. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but, like I said, the business, the business expenses, like, you know, my website maintenance, um, even to, you know, I mean, to buy a business, you know, you have to pay like $600. So you get to write all that off. So. This is my first year, I would say, being like a business owner. And so like, it's like, I feel like I didn't even know like what deductions was until April this year. Oh. I didn't, I had to Google when I was like trying to like get my, my bookkeeping organized for my accountant. I was like, what is a deduction? <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, I didn't know, you know, I never learned business skills. So these are very new things for me. Mm. So I did, so it's like, you know, tracking it and, but yeah, my video was like $5,000. So what was your video all about? Um, it was like a promo video oh, okay. in order to like, and that was kind of like my promo video was like what got me to like the thousand dollar market. Oh. Mm -hmm. And like, but it, yeah, so it's like that costs so much money. And, but, like, it's, like, a video, and, like, you know, I'm, like, cute, and I have a really nice dress, and... I think I watched it. Yeah. You were, like, at the club or something. No, but I, I definitely, I was, I had some inspiration of, like, videos, like, a commercial, like, at a girl at a club, so... Yeah. But, yeah, I was, like, I danced in little, and it was a really fun project, actually. But that really helps, like, bring, like, now, I think, like, 
that will help bring people's rates up huh. is doing videos. I feel like I feel like everyone has like a level of internalized horror phobia and like horror phobia exists everywhere. And I think that I've had to like confront a lot of aspects of like horror phobia in myself of like not feeling bad. But in a sense, like I, I feel like the way in which I think about my work is that it doesn't really there's nothing different about using a different part of my body to to make money, to make my income. Like there's nothing like innately there's nothing innately sacred about sex within capitalism. And then like sex can be sacred, but there's nothing innately sacred about it. Which I think is the complete like myth brought through from the church. But I think that you don't think sex is sacred? I don't think sex is innately sacred. Yeah, just for me, like, how I think about it is that I don't, I think that there's, like, a lot of myths that every time you have sex, it's sacred, but then you look at hookup culture, and it's, like, a lot of that is not sacred sex, so it's, like, exactly. it's not innately sacred, and I think me getting through that was, like, a big thing, and then also, like, realizing there's no difference on using a different part of my body to, to make my income, yeah. and I just kind of just, like, let it go and, like, understood it in terms of, like, labor and work and feeling, like, my labor's best spent in one hour making a thousand than being a fucking barista and making 80 bucks in nine hours and like pushing my body and mind in ways that like I don't want to. Yeah, so I, I feel like sex work, um, the, or not work, the ability to get money for sexual things. Yeah. I think is extremely easy and accessible for people of the female gender. Yeah. And um, and I think that there is an entire system and society built around making sure that people of the female gender are not able to access the kind of power and wealth that they can easily access totally. simply through sex. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a huge conspiracy and I think it's a huge way that our entire society functions. Yeah. I'm not sure what's going to happen now that we have like generation Z and you guys know how to like, you guys are like, boom, I'm 18. I know what's up right now. Cause <laughs> this like, whole thing is bullshit. Yeah. And you like have like access. Yeah. Cause like I could, I was like, ugh, I was just stuck being a barista trying yeah. like dealing with a stupid boyfriend, trying to figure out like when I was, what I was going to do with my life. I was yeah. Like, Mary. Yeah. You know, and like now that there's the internet. And the internet changed everything. Yeah. Who want I think it's important for just emotional labor to be validated as real work and that the work like the emotional labor that a lot of women put into society and women and non-cis men really just like everyone but cis men really like puts all this emotional labor and like work into society that goes unpaid and unnoticed and finally in sex work it's getting paid for and i think that's really important that that's validated yeah. I think sex work is a lot of just emotional work. Like, I feel more like a therapist and a friend than I do, um, you know, like a sex companion. Hmm. And I think that goes in with, like, the higher I've gotten, it feels like the more, the hi like, the higher I've gotten in my income, it feels like the more emotionally aware I have to be of, like, supporting this person and, like, keeping their emotional life heavy, or not heavy, but, like, aware of in myself. Do you make, like, almost six figures? Um, yeah, I think, like, yeah. I think that, yeah. Wow. So I think, like, I'm really proud of, like, 25 making six figures, and 
but think that it's really cool because I don't know yeah like women have not traditionally had access to that and like mm. I also like now have a space which can like support like other people and like give people like free space to stay or to do their photo shoots and build up their brand and yeah so I mean yeah so so that's why like decriminalization I think is like so important because they're really like heterosexual dating is like prostitution anyway yeah. For the most part. I so, completely agree. It's unpaid. Right. It's, it's yeah. basically you're emotionally entangled with somebody who can now kill you instead of just getting in and out. And, like, being able to live your life autonomously how you want to live it. Right. Yeah. And that's to the male advantage. That's... Yeah. Right. And, and they basically can use their bodies for labor for whatever they want. Um, but we can't. You know. Yeah. So I think um, the problem is that like there must be like an incredible fear um, that you know like if girls and women understood this, yeah, they would not want to be in relationships. Totally. And that they would be complete. They would be more financially powerful earlier in life. Yeah. Than males. Yeah. Um, I think definitely like a lot of violence that men do onto people comes from their insecurity that they might not be needed Mm. and they're so used to being needed only in a financial way for like the past few hundred years that I think that's actually like what initiates a lot of violence and control is that in a sense they're like losing that control then right and they feel like maybe they wouldn't have a purpose they're even getting to points where you might not even need um sperm in order to have a baby so it's like in that sense oh yeah i read that they they tried to get two y chromosomes yeah to have children and it's only two x's that can produce women can like do whatever yeah like in female snakes they in captivity a female female snakes in captivity for long periods of time will um have like immaculate conception yeah impregnate themselves yeah totally it's wild. Amazing. I also, yeah, I also think there's just like a lot of um, like in the het- like heterosexual like institution. Like it's really weird that we like have to associate like having a baby with staying with this man who supports us forever. And I feel like with sex work, those things start to get broken down on like who you have sex with and like who and even like in the queer world and like gay world. Yeah, it gets broken down to what. That you don't actually, that, like, they all don't have to go, like, you don't have to, we don't have to exist where we just have a baby with this one, like, love and having a baby and, like, total life partnership doesn't have to exist with one person. Right, exactly. Which has been, like, a pretty, like, strong thought that's carried us through the past few hundred years right. and caused a lot of oppression. But basically, that's how they've created society. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's wild. Right. It's, it's like, like all set up on this like yeah, fucking crazy institution. Yeah, totally. Like a pre-Arabian society and yeah. stuff. Like basically women, women would have all whoever they want. And mm-hmm. whoever she's fucking, she puts his name on his door, on the door. Yeah. And if she, if she's tired of you, she just crosses your name out <laughs> and you can't knock anymore. Yeah. Like that was literally how yeah. the society was yeah. set up and, and that was fine. But like to get control of the society they had to get control of women and through so they and got rid of all the female gods yeah 
They shamed women on every level. Yeah. They put, basically, in Christianity, they kind of depict Jesus above his mother. Yeah. Which is wrong. Yeah. And it's intentional. Yeah. The Father, the Son, and the Holy fucking Spirit. Mm -hmm. You mean the mother. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So, and, you know, like, there's this, like, fat, disgusting, horrible fucking DJ in in East Harlem. Yeah. I forget his name, but I hate this guy. He was on, um, he was on Facebook, and he was, like, in this argument about how, like, uh, you know, women are inferior. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> and, he, and then I was like kind of getting you know he's like, like supporting he it so, yeah he was Jesus. saying women are and, he, and I was like you know and he was just like he's like a disgusting person and then and then finally he like ended the argument by just like be, like he wasn't obviously he wasn't winning and yeah. then he just ended the argument by saying like well everybody knows women are inferior because it says so in the bible yeah and I was just like so shit I'm done I think that, yeah, and it's weird, like how you like how it used to be where like women did have more power, and I, it's just it's gotten so wrapped up with finances because it's like with living within capitalism now right. that like everything, like my health and you know like the roofs overhead, it's all based on money, and it's structured that men control that money. But that's the thing: if, yeah. if sex work is decriminalized. And not just decriminalize that people like that women like wake up, which I think is yeah. like, the younger girls are like waking up because yeah. they have access to it. Yeah. Like, as soon as someone sends you a hundred bucks for like three pictures, you start to wake up. Yeah. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. Why am I going to work? Yeah. Like, to do a job, like, like, I feel like, like I personally do want a job. Like, I don't want to do this forever, and it's totally a valid career to do forever. But it's like I'm happy making less at a job that like I love, but I don't right. want to go work a job I like you know, don't like just as much as sex work or like less than sex work to get paid way less. Right. And to be treated like If I'm I'm not taking my dream job, like I'm going to be making, like I want to be making good money and I have so much free time for myself. So. Exactly. It just makes sense. No one has the time to work for like 20 bucks an hour. In New York City or Brooklyn or in most places in the country now. It's wild. So. So yeah. So I think that, you know, there was there was some type of conspiracy and there is to yeah. cripple women financially totally. by putting that, forcing them into monogamous relationships and mentally subjugating them to where like they don't even recall how much power they have yeah. and how easy it is. And like how, especially with men, like literally you mostly just have to tell them what to do. Yeah. And if like you get, if they're a person that's not listening to you, you just don't fuck with them and that's it. Yeah, totally. That's it. And yeah. mostly they will, but, like, women, we've been, like, trained as, like, tweeny girls through the TV and all yeah. this stuff um, to, like, not, to be insecure and not feel powerful. Yeah, totally. Right? And yeah. it, it's, like, a scam. It is yeah. literally, like, no, Kaiser Solse has just scammed everybody. Yeah, and I really, like, I really do, like, see, like, the whole, like, I do really see, like, heterosexuality and that whole structure as, like, just a completely set-up institution to keep people oppressed, to keep minorities oppressed, to be people who are trans or, like, people of color, like, all pretty much oppressed. Yeah, look how, like, look at how they have it in the Middle East. Totally, yeah. I mean, and that's how it used to be, like, in biblical Christianity. Mm -hmm. Um, Women, like, in 
Saudi Arabia can't work without their husband's permissions, and they can't earn money. Yeah, like they can't get yeah money for anything. Yeah, and I think it's yeah, no, I think it's really important that people are able to just get money to pay for school or to pay to like support their children and like it's a job where you don't it's like the easiest you know you don't have to like have like um you don't have to have a degree or anything like it's a base level job that anyone can do yeah not anyone can do it but it's a base level job that hypothetically anyone if they like have the skills I actually I do think everyone can fit in the sex industry somewhere well and like the other thing is like I don't know if you're gonna understand this because you're you're queer but like yeah you know there's this whole you know like the stereotype of like the like sappy girlfriend and like mm-hmm. you know the girl that can't let go and yeah like how much more the how the girl is trying to trick the guy into proposing and she's yeah. gotta like play, yeah you know and it's yeah. always down to like the girls the needy desperate one yeah and right am i right about this, this yeah. is how this is like portrayed in our society totally yeah no we all grow and, and so you have like girls that Go nuts out. I'm gonna die if you don't take me back. And yeah. Just like the feeling, the loss of self worth. Yeah. All of a sudden, with a breakup totally. on girls, it's like tends to be like more extreme. Depends, right? Yeah. That's the, the image depends, yeah. that you get in general. Yeah. So, um, and I think that this is caused by women believing that they need to be monogamous. I think it makes women more needy. And crazy, you know, and then, like, here's, like, Beyonce, and she's, like, smashing out the windows of a car in her (laughs) video because she's mad because you talked to Becky. Yeah. And I'm, like, so that's just, like, going back into it, like, I'm so mad about this. I'm so, I need control over this man so much that I'm going to smash out the window of a car. Yeah. That, like, you know. Yeah. Um... And so, of course, there are these stereotypes. Yeah. Right? Then they'll yeah. then now they say women are unstable. How can you be leaders? Yeah. Right? So really. it's just... Right. But I think it, it really comes down to part of... It's part of that whole manipulation to create a functional society where men feel like they're in the lead. Yeah. Um, definitely. And so, like, holding women back... Yeah. So that they don't know the power... The financial power of their sexuality. Yeah. Totally. And also the... The intellectual power. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Well, it's kind of weird because, like, for for our entire lives, everyone is fed sex and sex. Like, ever since we're young, like, we're fed things like have sex, do sex, like, so much sexual media and, like, getting worth off sexuality. And then actually you do sex work and you're, like, completely, like, shamed and, like, thrown out of society and, like, not considered a real person. It's weird because you grow up and there's just... Well, there's not too much media besides bad media about it that makes it seem like it'd be horrible. And then, like, most people I talk about, it's just, like, it's not really that big of a deal to just go and have sex with someone and grab some money and, like, work for an hour a day. Like, it's just... Well, I mean, like, can you compare how you see, like... You talked about hookup culture before. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, what's the difference between, like, hookup culture and, like, sex work? I, I think that the only difference, really... I mean, I am not too much in hookup culture. Like, I've had phases, but right now I'm not too much in it. Um, but I feel like it's almost the same thing. Besides, I think that the sexual education is lower, and I think that, this like, the sex pack... The safety is, like, a lot lower with hookup culture. Oh, yeah. Like, people are always doing it unprotected. No one's getting tested. Right. And, like, those are things that, like, sex workers take, like, a lot of pride about. And, like, 
like like it's like they have a lot they spend a lot of time making sure they're healthy mentally emotionally spiritually physically for this experience and i don't think that ex from what i've seen i haven't seen that exist in hookup culture people are like constantly having like bareback sex yeah people like they're drunk yeah, I know, like, guys who will hook up with, like, multiple girls a day, like, either at the bar or Tinder and just, like, bring a girl back. So I really think it's more just, like, there's more unconsensual sex in hookup culture, and there's, like, you're not getting paid. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think you're treated worse, too. I think... Exactly. People are treated really bad and shitty. I would consider someone to be a sex worker of anyone who sells... Even just, like, the idea of sex. Like, I would consider a cam girl a sex worker, someone who sells videos, sex like, a right. sex worker, a stripper, a sex worker. Anyone who really, okay. like, well, receives money. So how do you refer to people who actually have sex? Full service workers. Well, what if they just give a blowjob? Um, I don't know, like, yeah, a sex worker. Is that a <laughs> sex worker? Co it's, like, queer. It's, like, it just covers everything. Okay. <laughs> so, like, sex work. Okay. Yeah, I, would, I mean, I'd, I'd say, like, that's still sex. Like, you know, it's just, like, anything of, like, I'm selling sex and getting money, I would consider sex work. Have you ever done, like, um, like, I had a girl on my podcast who worked in a dungeon. Mm-hmm. And she was a dominatrix. Cool. Yeah, I feel like I remember seeing, dom. like, the name of that, the, the headline of that in your podcast list. Yeah. Yeah. So she only, like, she doesn't like to, you know, have the guys control her at all. Yeah, totally. Off. It's really interesting. Um, right. Doming. Like, the whole yeah. industry of doming is really interesting. Yeah. So she'll, like, make fun of them. Yeah. She'll just, like, torture them. Yeah. Yeah, That's, yeah. like, what she does. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, no, I, I Have find... You ever tried it? No, I haven't, and I just think it's, like... I think, like, being GFE just fits my personality type really well, because yeah. I'm pretty, like... I'm pretty, honestly, I'm pretty vanilla in my sex life, and I'm pretty just, like, cuddly, let's talk about our day, and, like, watch a movie, and, like, have sex. Like, that's how I, I just am. Okay, that's how your dates go? Yeah, I mean, generally... Watch a movie, have sex. My date, yeah, I'd say, like, even in my personal life, it's, like, I'm, I feel, like, I think people think just because I'm a sex worker that I would be, like, wild and crazy, but I'm pretty vanilla, Yeah, actually. well, your pictures online are kind of, like, saucy. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that I, uh, I keep thinking like you kind of look like Sophia Richie or something like she was saucy with like she was one of back. my um, original fashion icons. So it's really funny oh. that you say that. I like usually have like a Pinterest board of fashion icons to make my brand, and she was one of them. Okay. The OG ones that I was thinking about my styling and hair. Okay. Yeah. I That's think, so funny. You picked up. On well, that. I feel like you were your hair was like slicked back, right? And then you you had like a blazer on it was like a little short dress that was kind of like a blazer or kind of like the a, blue one i don't know but it kind of looked like a blazer sort of but it was like a little like short, a short dress yeah well that photo shoot specifically in la yeah that was that photo shoot was styled and directed by my original mentor in the industry and so i didn't really know anything and she kind of styled me a lot and now i feel pretty confident like making my own styling choices Okay. So yeah. it was all her clothes. It was all like all someone else's clothes. Yeah. Yeah. You look like very like cool or like yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. You look like a cool girl. Yeah. Like in the club, but you're not like the dumb, like rosy one. Yeah. Like, the, the saucy. Yeah. Like Hollywood Hills one. Or yeah, something. totally. <laughs> I feel like that was just like the branding that came out of that shoot, which is like you know it goes all over. But generally, like I'm, I like. Like, even in my personal sex life, like, I don't really like humiliation, I don't like B BDSM, like, I'm pretty, I just, like, 
a really just like like emotional like sexual companionship mm. so I've, and so that's why like i feel like my job fits me like pretty well yeah like i don't think i could be a dominatrix like i don't think i could take myself seriously honestly and i have so much respect for people who do the work but i just like don't think it's in my personality you definitely have like the girl next door look yeah i think it's like everybody's I think a lot of people do sex work. I think that, like, a lot of people would benefit from doing sex work. I think in a lot... Like, How do you I think? I mean, I actually just think that it's really... I would love to hire a sex worker, um, especially a queer sex worker. And I think it would be really great if queer people and, like, people who weren't cis and women had access to sex work. Because I think it's a really nice way to get care where someone just, like, fully shows up without their baggage and you actually just have that safe space it's kind of like a therapist and you have a like safe sexual space like i meet a lot of people that like feel like they're probably gay but they just like maybe are nervous or timid or like can't find that girl and i was like imagine if like they had a sex worker who was a girl or queer that could actually be with them and how cool that would be like i've I've had a lot of clients where like they're really nervous to go on a date with a girl and like i don't know i think it just can help people overcome their like sexual limits well why don't you create another character like another person yeah because you can't mess up your one you could be like jesse the like queer girl who i would like love that i fantasize about that and i wouldn't even charge that much because it's like yeah i would just like love my job and i mean i just think that like everyone deserves access to sex work and i think even women even like women that are straight deserve access to sex work and i think It'd be really cool if, like, everyone had an economy where that was normal. It's kind of weird that it's so centered around, like, the, these top men getting access to it. Because I think it's really beneficial. I'm not, like, it's really cool that people can explore their sexualities through a safe space. But that's kind of, like, what I was saying. Is yeah. That, like, 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 it's only people of, like, female gender, really, who are able to access that. Because there's only, because the people who are so desperate to buy it. Yeah tend to be men and that's true they're looking for you know and so because women tend to not be as desperate to buy it right i don't think queer people are probably as desperate to buy it either so like yeah um, they're just death that's what i mean like they have a weakness yeah and they've filled that weakness by constructing a society yeah where people of female gender like make themselves weak yeah in you know yeah because they have a weakness like they will fall in love fast yeah you could like if everybody was like all if all girls young were like about that money and like cardi beat their ass you know yeah but we're all nice like oh i'm gonna spend like five hours getting ready for you yeah and like, i'm gonna be nice yeah like it's completely yeah like do you want to kiss me i mean <laughs> yeah you know instead of right um so I, I'm, like, amazed by what an incredible conspiracy it basically is. It's yeah. It's kind of like, and, Super like, nobody, wild. everybody can, like, talk about classism. Yeah. And capitalism freely. They can talk about racism, but they can't talk about, like, female systematic oppression as it relates to financial power, you know? Yeah. Um, it's not even, like, on the table as a conversation. And yeah. even, like, when Christine Balzi Ford had her thing, everybody was really kind of pissed off. Yeah. And then it was just over. 
Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, trials. On. But like, and we were like, come so on, sad. let's roll with this shit. It was so mad. sad how quickly she got like swept under the rug. And her, she like went on national television and had that huge experience. Yeah, it's like ridiculous. Oh god, that image of her sitting in that like lower chair with like all with, is like all men, right? And like a higher above pedestal, and she had to go say this like sexual assault story. It's like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah. That this is, like, our society that we live in. It's so weird. And they're, like, those men out there were so fucking desperate to maintain the power. Like, they're so totally. desperate. They had the, that, right. that one woman come in and ask questions. Oh, my God. There was a really funny SNL skit on the whole thing. And she was, like, I forget, who was she? Like, what was her role? 80. Oh, she was the special counsel. The special, like, counsel. <laughs> they gave her this, like, awkward desk, right. like, halfway in between them. Because they actually couldn't put her on the same, like physical level of sitting with men and like yeah she was holding a prop she yeah she was it was just like a whole fucking stage the entire thing snl did a skit on it and it was just like barely anything changed just like which is now snl and it was so funny though. the skit was matt damon yeah. i was like dying matt damon i like beer up. that <laughs> he was actually i don't like matt damon he's a dick but yeah that was really good yeah no he well, I mean, that's why he can play such right. assholes so perfectly. Well. Yeah. <laughs> he sure did. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. It's super, yeah. It's super wild that, like, the conversations about just, I mean, like, sex work intersects everything. That's why I think it's so important to talk about. But it's wild that it's, like, still really hard for people to talk about in general. Yeah, because, again... If you really talk about it, you're going to unpend the, like, psychological abuse that makes girls think that it's a horrible thing for them to do. Yeah. Because if all girls knew it wasn't, yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's like I can have a home, I can have, like, children, I can, like, go to grad school, I can, like, work on creative projects. I don't feel sexually liberated from my job, but I feel very financially liberated, and I'm super grateful for that. Thank you for listening to Millennial Sex True Stories Podcast. This is your host, the Professor Double X, and I look forward to our next romp in the bedroom. Good night.